Skippy Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or at bellford.com. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Behind the mask, whether on the ice or in line, we are the Valley headquarters for all of your hockey needs. By M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Summer Skates, get your personalized shower shoes and koozies at icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app, Scott Strandy joining you, not from my familiar site in Scottsdale, Arizona, but actually still on the road in uh, what used to be beautiful Loveland, Colorado. Right now we have a uh, front moving in, and uh, the wind has been blowing all day. It's been a glorious 72 degrees, but uh, now as I look out my fourth-floor window here at the beautiful Wingate Hotel in Loveland, uh, there is a massive cloud bank coming our way, and they're predicting about a 36-degree uh, temperature drop with a high of 36 tomorrow and an inch or two of snow, so... That's the weather report for you folks in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, this is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino, the only place for fun in Las Vegas, right downtown. We appreciate their support as always. Okay, where do we start? I've been in uh, Denver uh, basically for uh, college hockey as we were in the, uh, the beautiful – Budweiser Event Center up in Loveland to see uh, NCAA regional action on Saturday and Sunday and decided, well, I'll stay one more day and, and do the show right here and see what happens. So we were trying to get a uh, guest from the uh, Colorado Eagles. Uh, as it turns out, it's going to become a feature instead of the show because uh, the Avalanche are playing tonight. So the Eagles, I think, uh, want to keep an eye on what's going on with their big club as well, and we can't blame them for that. Okay, so where do we start tonight, folks? Let, let's start with the, the uh, NHL because things are really starting to tighten up. Uh, right here in the Pacific Division, the Honda West Pacific Division, or Honda West Division, whatever we want to call it. Uh, I know the sponsors want their name out there, so it's the Honda West. Um, Vegas and Colorado have really gotten into a dogfight. And uh, the surprising Minnesota Wild and St. Louis and Arizona are also pushing for that third and fourth playoff spot. So let me break it down for you as I can. Um, just to let you know as well, my uh, co-host on Wednesday night, Stephen Marsh, will be joining me uh, top of the hour or so uh, to talk the uh, Vegas and Henderson side of things. So 
We won't talk a lot about them in the first 30 minutes or so. We'll leave, leave that for Steven since he's our resident beat reporter in the Vegas area. Okay, Vegas Golden Knights, 32 games played, 23 wins, 8 losses and a tie for 47 points. Colorado, 33 games played, 22 wins, 8 losses, 4 ties for a 46 points. That is a razor-thin margin, folks. Um, then we look at Minnesota, who was streaking last weekend, just pummeled by the Avalanche here in, in Colorado, 11-1 to 1 in two games. Um, but since then, the Minnesota Wild haven't lost. 32 games played, 21 wins, eight, loss, eight losses and four ties for uh, 43 points. And then probably the team that most people are shocked about right now and, and the way they're playing, and they're kind of in a tailspin, is St. Louis. Uh, 35 games played, 16, 13, and 6 for 38 points. And they right now hold that razor-thin edge for the fourth playoff spot as well over the Arizona Coyotes. Um, St. Louis came off of a uh, two-game sweep in St. Louis by the Anaheim Ducks, who are on the TV in front of me as we speak. The uh, Ducks and the Avalanche are uh, in the first period. So um, it's tightening up. It's tightening up because right behind St. Louis are the Arizona Coyotes who uh, have gotten hot. I saw them in person Tuesday night. Uh, they played Friday and uh, Saturday and uh, did wonderful against the uh, San Jose Sharks both nights. Um, we'll talk about that in depth here in just a few minutes. Uh, but the Coyotes, 35 games played, 16-14-5 for 37 points. So they're holding on um, to the battle for that fourth and final playoff spot in the uh, Honda West Division. And, of course, folks, if you don't know, this is a shortened season, 56 games. So when I say they played 35, uh, they're well over half their games played and, um, you know, approaching 21, to 21 games left, I guess. Um, the Los Angeles Kings also, 32 games played, 13, 13, and 6 with 32 points. San Jose, 33 games played, 13, 16, and 4 for a total of 30 points. And the Anaheim Ducks, 36, 11, 9, 11 wins, 19 losses, uh, and six ties in their 36 games played for a total of 28 points. Okay, so that's the standings as we go into tonight. Currently, as I mentioned previously, um, the Anaheim Ducks are battling Colorado. We are about uh, near the end of the uh, first period. It's 1-1. Um, and then uh, about an hour from now, we're going to have the uh, Los Angeles Kings at the Vegas Golden Knights. So on paper, folks, you look at, okay, Anaheim, Colorado should be a Colorado win. Los Angeles Kings versus the Vegas Golden Knights should be a Vegas win. But that's why they play the games, because there is nothing that uh, secures a win until you played the full 60 minutes and sometimes plus. So I want to break it down just a little bit about what's going on this week because I think it's interesting, the teams that are going to be doing battle in, in the Honda West this particular week. So I talked about what's going on tonight. Um, none of our teams will play on, on Tuesday, but Arizona will be right here in Colorado to uh, play the Avalanche again. And the Kings will remain in Vegas to play the Golden Knights. That's Wednesday night action. And then back-to-back uh, -back for the Golden Knights as Minnesota comes to town on the 1st of April. No fool's joke. It is a uh, Minnesota at Vegas contest. April 2nd, 
St. Louis comes here to Colorado, and Arizona travels to Anaheim. Saturday, uh, another matchup between Minnesota at Vegas and uh, St. Louis right here in Colorado. So uh, a lot can happen, folks. When you're playing uh, Colorado, for example, will play uh, four games in their next six nights. So they're going to have to be on the top of their game because in this shortened season, you lose a game or two, and uh, you're fighting it. You're fighting to get back up on top of the the division. So uh, that's where we're at. Um, You need to continue to battle. You need to continue to do what you need to do and take care of your own business and uh, try to keep the uh, teams behind you at bay. Going to be a fun week in the NHL here in the uh, Honda West Division, and we cover, of course, Colorado, uh, Vegas, and the Arizona Coyotes, so that's um, the the gist of it for that. Before we jump in to start talking about specific teams, and we'll do that in just a minute, uh, I do want to tell you that I missed one game. Arizona's at Anaheim on Sunday as well, so that will wrap up uh, this uh, calendar week um, for everybody that's, uh, that's keeping track. Okay, so that's the NHL, and we're going to talk about the teams here shortly. But let's jump to the AHL, because they're playing a 40-game season. And uh, right now, the Henderson Silver Knights um, building up a little bit of a lead here. They are uh, played 18 games, so they got a few games in hand on teams. Uh, five, to be exact, over uh, San Diego, who's the next highest point getter. Um but Henderson, 18 games, 15 wins, three losses, no ties, 30 points. Pretty impressive. Matter of fact, one of the hottest starts, if not the hottest starts on record for a new AHL franchise. And when Steven comes on, we will chat about what's going on uh, with the Silver Knights. He was able to attend both weekend games against Colorado, and he'll have some good stuff for us. I am certain. Okay, so Henderson's on top of 30 points. San Diego's played 23 games, 13-10-0 for 26 points. And then the Bakersfield Condors, who I don't think anybody at the start of the season thought Bakersfield was going to be pushing towards the top of the division. But lo and behold, those Condors have uh, have battled. and They played 20 games so far. they got 11 wins, 8 losses, 1 tie, and uh, 23 points. So... Your top three, Henderson, San Diego, Bakersfield, 30, 26, and 23. That's pretty solid uh, in a 40-game season when you consider um, Bakersfield and San Diego are at least half or, or more um, of their games played. And, you know, we talked about earlier this year how fast starts would uh, really drive what's going on, and, and that's what's happened. The uh, Henderson Silver Knights have jumped out to a fast start. They've only lost once at home. And that was uh, Wednesday night against Colorado. And uh, since then, they went on and, and rattled off two wins against Colorado to keep that home cooking, cooking, if you will. Okay, we look down the list. We see San Jose, 17 games played, 6-6-4-1 six, six, for 17 points. We look at the uh, Colorado Avalanche, or Avalanche, yes, because I got them on in front of me, folks. So the Colorado Eagles, 17 games played, 7-8-2-0 for 16 points. Uh, Tucson has really been a team that struggled. Uh, they started off, and, and a lot of that, if you're not familiar with what happens in the AHL, a lot, a lot of that has got to do with what the parent club is doing, because 
Steve Sullivan's doing a fantastic job down there, but the Coyotes have had to take both of his goaltenders, or at least one, and uh, the other one, Aiden Hill, I guess, would be on the practice squad. But uh, they've had to take uh, Ivan Prostovev off their roster and bring him up to uh, fill in for the two injured Coyotes goalies. So that's <laughs> that, That's tough. If you're trying to uh, run a, a competitive hockey team and losing your goaltenders, of all people, um, it's difficult, but Steve Poppins hanging in there. The, the uh, Roadrunners played 18 games, 7 10, uh, 10 wins, a uh, 7 10, 1 and 0 for 15 points. And the Ontario Reign, 22 games played, 8 wins, 12 losses, 2 ties, and a 0 for 18 points. And again, if the points are a little jagged there, it's because they're still operating off the uh, winning percentages until the team's. Uh, get closer to each other in games played. As you can see, Henderson and San Diego, for example, are five games apart. So uh, things can definitely change with five games with uh, two points each uh, going on and on. Okay. I broke down everything for you. You know what's going on in the AHL and the NHL as far as the standings and the schedules and and all of that good stuff. So Let's take a quick break. Let's uh, hear from some of our partners, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, particular teams in our area. We'll start with the Coyotes, and we'll jump when Stephen comes on with me for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights, and then we'll wrap it up with the Avalanche and the Eagles. So that's the game plan. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Derek Stevens. Download your 
betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer Skate. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. All right, and we are back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Presented by the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino in uh, beautiful downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, the D is a great spot. I mean, it's located right on the end of Fremont Street or the beginning of Fremont Street, depending on how you look at it. Uh, they have the Great Bar Canada where we've been before and done some shows from. So great spot to go uh, as things start to loosen up on the COVID restrictions. Um, I know that more and more people are going and checking it out. So. Uh, if you're in Vegas, check out the D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. Okay, let's jump into uh, what's going on in the NHL. And we're going to start with our Arizona Coyotes because one of the hottest teams, folks, uh, right now, um, they, they had their struggles with, uh, with Colorado up until Tuesday night, but they got a real gutty overtime win. I was in attendance for and uh, won it in a shootout. And, and that's kind of propelled them because they've gone on from there to win two more. So three in a row, uh, moved them into a tie for, for a little while anyway in, in the uh, West Division uh, for that fourth and final playoff spot. Uh, they lost their goaltenders. They lost Darcy Kemper to an injury. Then they lost uh, 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 Auntie Ranta to a injury. Then they have to bring up Aiden Hill. And... Uh, well, I should say take him off the practice squad because Aiden is uh, a practice squad goaltender, but he's seasoned. He's played very well for the Tucson Roadrunners over the years, so he's ready to go. Uh, they bring him in, and all of a sudden he's rocking and rolling and doing his thing. So um, Aiden Hill has backstopped and really stopped uh, the hemorrhaging of the Arizona Coyotes, if you will, and, and propelled them into a spot now where – they have a legitimate shot at earning that fourth uh, playoff spot in the Honda West Division. So the Coyotes, despite all of their uh, their injuries and their struggles, just keep hanging around. And a hat trick Saturday night from from the veteran Phil Kessel propelled, propelled everybody into uh, a state of uh, hysteria, if you will, in, in uh, Arizona because Phil the Thrill, as he's called, um, He's coming on fire, and once he gets on fire, look out. 
So uh, you look at that, you know, you got Clayton Keller scoring now. You've got Connor Garland. Uh, you got contributions from Christian Dvorak and Christian Fisher. Um, so if they can hold together this whole core, Aiden Hill can be the goaltender they hope he will be. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting, especially at trade deadline. What's going to happen? Uh, the game that I was at Tuesday night, um, 20 scouts from various clubs were in attendance looking, and uh, rumor was the Seattle Kraken really want to try to get Aiden Hill away from the Coyotes. And, um, you know, the Coyotes right now, I don't think, want to get rid of Aiden Hill. So it, it's going to be interesting as we come down. And don't forget the Kraken have a, an expansion draft coming up too uh, where they will be able to select players from every team except the Vegas Golden Knights. Speaking of the Vegas Golden Knights, I have got my normal Wednesday night co-host joining me tonight because, A, I needed a guest, <laughs> and B, he is the guy that covers Vegas for us. So why not bring in the Vegas native, Stephen Marsh? Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. I have to apologize. I'm still in the car. I'm making my way towards home, but I thought I at least can hop on and put the headphones in and listen to your soothing voice and chime in and some time and some thoughts of my own. And are you, you're, you're back in Arizona now, right? No, I am watching the avalanche and the ducks on TV right in front of me, in front of my hotel, which right now, Stephen feels like it's going to blow down. The, the wind is ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I gave the listeners a little beat uh, perspective as to what this day has been like here, but I'll give it to you now too. Um, 72 and sunny this morning and afternoon was beautiful, but the wind was howling and I could hear it. And uh, I thought, man, it's windy. Then I looked on TV and they say, yeah, there's a front coming in and it's going to go from 72 to a high of 36 tomorrow. They're expecting one to two inches of snow in the morning. And right now the wind and the clouds coming over the Rockies down to the front range is ridiculous. <laughs> So and, yeah, how are you? Doing? And I think, and I think here, I think we're going 80s to 69 uh, tomorrow. I think with some winds, our weather in this spring is is gone. We'll get some warm weather, then it'll cool back down into the 60s with some wind, and then it should get warm, warm back up in the 70s. But uh, it's a game night though for the uh, for Vegas, of course. And uh, I'm gonna, the fans are heading to T-Mobile, and they're getting ready for the. For the Golden Knights game in the Kings. Okay, I want to start right there because this weekend, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights were right here for the end of last week and the weekend. They put a Saturday noon game. We're right here in Colorado, and uh, I had a chance to listen to uh, the Colorado pregame show. And I'm telling you right now, Stephen, and I did tell you this off the air, there is a rivalry going on between Colorado and Vegas like no other. Um the, the uh, Golden Knights lost the first game. I, I believe it was Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they lost the first game here in Colorado, and they didn't play very well, and they all knew it. Um, Colorado plays very well at home. Colorado plays very well everywhere. Um, but, man, the conversation on the uh, Colorado side of things was like, yeah, we, we know exactly what we have to do to beat Vegas. We can take them. It's not going to be a problem. We know exactly they're... They're too old. They're not fast enough. They can't keep up with us. Um, not so fast, as they say, right? No, and maybe they were basing it off what happened on Thursday night because if that was if that was the case Thursday night, 
after Thursday night, you might think that because the Golden Knights just didn't have it that night and Colorado did kind of go all over the ice there and scoring a bunch and, and really Flurry was didn't get a lot of help in that game and and so if you look at that game you think okay we can hang with these guys we, we'd take them for, then you have the Lake Tahoe game and they you know they beat them in the Lake Tahoe game but of course that was a whole another thing but but yeah but then the Golden Knights have bounced back the next game and they usually take care of business or it's a lot tighter of a game and uh, and that's that's what makes a good good rivalry you know you mentioned the rivalry between uh, the two teams and I think you're right you know we, we've seen what Vegas and San Jose developed a rivalry early on, but you, you ask them now, it's maybe not so much of that because it's been so dominated by Vegas of late. But this is certainly a, a back and forth. And, and it's really going to be a shame because it's all, it, it, more than likely these two teams were going to meet in the, in the playoffs, in the second round of the playoffs. But because of the way the playoff format is this year, it's only going to be in the second round. It's not going to be in the third round. So, um, so it's going to be kind of interesting. But Yeah, that's a really good point because this COVID year is strange. The, the the bubble last year was strange uh, as well, but uh, it seemed to work out okay for, for most teams. They were satisfied with the way it went, but uh, what's happening now is, is just kind of really different is the only way I can say it, and you're, you're right. I mean, it's going to come down to some of the best teams in the West are going to be uh, eliminated because of the way the, the format's set up, so... The, and, and, that's on, the other. and that's on top of the eight games that they're already going to play in the regular season against each other. So I mean, right. I mean, that's what's going to be strange too is that you're going to you're going to have these playoff series against t- at least in the first two rounds where you've played teams within your division, but because of the schedule, you're, that's all you're playing. You've already played a team seven, eight times, or nine times depending on the division you're in, and then you're going to play them in a best of seven series. So you're going to be very familiar with with the with the first two opponents that you play because you've played them so many times in the in the regular season uh so it's which is unusual for hockey in other sports it may work you know baseball they play the teams you know a, a little bit but more but it's 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 a, it's a different th- it's a different this year with the nhl with, with that with that schedule so so um, so let's talk about these two teams Stephen. the rivalry is there um their talent is similar but they play a little bit different style game don't they yeah, I mean they, they do. I mean you know Colorado's got some, got some good speedsters there. You know McKinnon and and all you know and a lot of their speed guys. And you know Golden Knights are more of a, you know Golden Knights have some speed too though. But it's it's a little bit of a, a little bit different there. And of course yeah, it, it, I guess a little bit more. Of, is, they 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 look like almost identical uh, teams on paper, but when you see them on the ice, it's a little bit different. And I think, you know, what we've seen out of Grubauer has been really good for Colorado. But I think, uh, you know, Flurry and, and now Leonard being back um, has really stabilized their goaltending. And uh, you probably heard me just say before uh, you came on that Arizona, again, both of their number one and two goaltenders are out. And it could be indefinitely. And it could also affect uh, the trade deadline because you can't trade an injured player. So it's, it's going to be different. But... What I was thinking on the lines of the Colorado and, and Vegas uh, matchup is the fact that it seems like it's going to come down to goaltending again. If Grubauer can be the guy and they can play him the whole time, they can hang. But if they got to go to a backup, goodness gracious. I saw that Tuesday night, their backup, uh, uh, Jonas Johansson, uh, was newly acquired. They put him in net and he, he was shaky at best. Well, yeah, and, and as I mentioned with the schedule too, it's such a brutal schedule because you're playing such, 
you're playing so many games in a short period of time, a lot of back-to-backs or every other day. There's not a lot of time to really rest and recharge the batteries. So if if you need a, you know, you, this is when you really got to have a goaltender. I think that's why we saw what Vegas has been able to do is is have two good goaltending. And, and you saw when, when Leonard came out, they had Flurry. And imagine had... Had they, you know, the talk in last off season was they got to get rid of Flurry because there was, too, was it's too much money to keep him, and then obviously they couldn't they couldn't get the pieces to come together and and whatever re- re- reason they kept Flurry and and they decided to go with make some moves some other ways and, and keep both Flurry and Leonard knowing that with this way the schedule was going to play out that they were probably going to need them both and boy did they need them both and then Leonard goes out and then Flurry has to come in and then they of course. Then the uh, the merry-go-round of the goal, the, the backup goalies from the from the taxi squad, and the Henderson Silver Knights, you know, trying to back up Flurry there, and and they've they've come in and they've had to come in a couple of times, and they've been pretty good in, in their appearances. So, um, and, and we've seen what the, the Golden Knight or the Silver Knight, the goaltenders and the Silver Knights are doing well. So, they're they they they're pretty solid in net, is what I'm trying to get at. And not that Colorado isn't. Um, I, I said Devin, Devin Dubnik was an in that's being thrown around. I don't know if is he. I, so that's somebody that might be. Maybe Colorado, maybe go after. I don't know if he's if he's available, but well, it's going to be interesting on the trade deadline, which is creeping up on us here. So two, two weeks uh, from today, two weeks from today, I heard that on the Golden Knights uh, radio show today. There, it's two weeks from today. Yeah, I was just going to say that that's uh, it's getting really close, and uh, it's going to be interesting because this trade deadline uh, is a lot like when Vegas came in, right? Uh, what's happening is is that you're going to find that. Uh, teams are looking to make trades with kind of one eye on that, that the expansion draft and the Kraken, because they want to make sure that they uh, don't give the Kraken a gift. Like a lot of teams gave to Vegas. So, and, and Vegas has an advantage because they not, they don't have to worry about that. You know, they make worked exactly. it out to where they don't, they're not going to get a player taken from them or they have, they don't have to, and Vegas maybe will benefit from that too, you know, like they, you know, because uh, they could maybe make some, make some deals or something, but, uh, you know, don't run it past uh, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon. They're, they seem to be masters at doing that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be the challenge for the Kraken coming in because I don't know uh, how they're going to uh, be able to put their roster together the same way. You know, they want to try to emulate, I should say, what Vegas did. And I just don't know that that's a possibility now because the expansion teams have figured or the the, the regular teams have figured out what the expansion draft is all about. As I said, Tuesday night uh, in Gila River Arena, there were 22 scouts in the arena watching. Um, and, and here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Craig Cunningham, the uh, former scout for the Coyotes, he is uh, in the building wearing a Vegas jacket, scouting for Vegas now. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard his name be. I heard his name uh, recently, and re- regarding to the Golden Knights organization that they have, that they have them now, and uh, so that's that's pretty cool for for Vegas to have that, and uh, and nice for Cunningham to, to to jump on board with the Golden Knights, uh, you know, because obviously there's a lot of good things happening with with the Golden Knights organization, and and he can bring some value there, and uh, and I'm sure. I'm sure he's happy to be with the Vegas organization. Not that he wasn't happy in his previous uh, de- destination, but who doesn't want to be play for? Who doesn't want to be part of the Vegas organization in one way or another? Yeah, yeah good point. Good point. Um, so that was interesting. The other thing I thought was interesting, Stephen, was the fact that there was uh, uh, two scouts from the Kraken 
uh, in the building. So they were doing a lot of heavy lifting, if you will, to see uh, who might fit their needs. So that itself was uh, was interesting as we worked towards that trade deadline. But um, a little bit more on the Golden Knights. How, in your estimation, are they uh, continuing to do what they do? Because they shuffled the lineup, as you said, due to uh, cap restrictions and due to injuries. They've had to make it uh, kind of fit, but they just keep moving along. 23-8-1. Steven, come on. What's going on in Vegas? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty amazing. It just, when you don't think that they can, they can get any better, they, they seem to do. It's, it's, it's the leadership. You know, when they named Mark Stone the captain this season, uh, I don't know. It's just, you, just see, you just see the weight on his shoulders. He, 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 it's, it's his team now, and, and, you, and you see that in these post-game press conferences. When they, they lose a tough game or something. He's not happy. The team's not happy. And they're able to, to fix whatever they are. Pete DeBoer is a, is, is a mastermind at, at that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, again, this is that kind of a season, too, where, where you're, you're playing because you're playing the same team uh, two times in a row or three times in a row or four times in a row in some cases, you, you, you're able to, it leaves to a better opportunity to bounce back the next game because you're, you're playing the same opponent, usually the same place, and you have a chance to really work on things instead of in a normal season where you're, you're playing one team and then you have to go and you have to get ready to play a totally different team in a different city in some case or at home, and then you're, you're, you're not playing the same team two or three times in a row. So that might be an advantage too that Vegas has been able to kind of benefit from. Being able to have the, being able to play the same opponent in some cases, in most cases, two times in a row, and at least two times in a row, and they've been able to, when they have a bad game, they're able to, to turn on the switch and, and fix what they need to fix, and then come back out and have a strong game the next game. Now, a couple weeks, about a week or so ago, they played the Kings. They didn't have a good game. Now they did play a different opponent the next night, but they were able to, to still take care of business. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. But it just seems like Vegas finds a way to, uh, to. To take whatever situation has been given to them and find a way to benefit from it, which which makes <laughs> which makes it a really good good team, and and they certainly have. I think they've obviously the schedule's been brutal, but it's been brutal for everybody. But I think I think being able to play the same team two or three times in a row in multiple cases, I think that plays in Vegas's favor in some way. Well, I know one thing you don't want to do against Vegas: you do not want to take it into overtime because they are masters this season in overtime. Oh, you give them that space to work with up, up the ice there, oh. it's, it's good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good luck. There's so much talent. In, in they're, like five, they're like 5-0 and or 6-0 in overtimes this year. It's, <laughs> it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. And, Marsh, and, and I think uh, Pacioretty's got like four of, four of the overtime goals, or, or, or maybe five. Now. I think he got the one on Saturday, right? So he's got yes, like four, four or five of them now in, in the overtime winners have been by him. So... Uh, he's certainly he's certainly earning his his pay, and of course it's overtime, so he's earning his overtime pay. So I uh, love it. <laughs> it's love time it. and a half or whatever it Good is. One. So. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so so that's where the Golden Knights stand. Uh, I happened to see Stephen one of their signees today. They signed uh, Mr. Delibatore from Quinnipiac, uh, a twenty-year-old that uh, forgave his last season of or forewent or forgo or whatever forgiven i don't know whatever the word is for forgave right forgave yeah, yeah he... oh, there you go he forgave his last uh, season of eligibility at quinnipiac to sign an entry-level contract a three-year deal with the golden knights um he's going to be good 
And uh, when you talk about uh, the future for the Golden Knights, and a lot of people said, oh, yeah, well, all these players they got now, they're, they're, they're selling out to win right now, and what's it going to do for the future? Well, let me tell you something. I saw Isaiah Seville, the goaltender from, from uh, Omaha, uh, unfortunately, his team got snowballed by Minnesota in the semifinal round of the NCAA West Regional Tournament. But uh, Mr. Libertori is a very solid defenseman. He's a big kid that's going to get a little more ball. Uh, he reminds me an awful lot of a Shea Theodore. So if you have two Shea Theodores, not all bad, right? <laughs> no, not at all. And and that's that's an important thing you bring up with the future because... While the Golden Knights are built right now to win now, and that's what they, they want to win now, and um, they the future is bright. I mean, we're following closely, of course, the Henderson Silver Knights, and I maybe get to that, but you know they're they're doing well, and they they're the players down there are, are performing well, and then you got these college players like Brendan Brisson in Michigan, and he's having he had a great year with Michigan, and and and, and they're in the especially in the, especially in the NCAA tournament. So and and these other players that are are not even at in the pro level yet that are still in the college level or at the junior level um they're you know like Caden Korzak and Peyton Krebs you know they got a little bit of taste of the AHL but they went back to their junior teams and and they're impressive so when they when they get in on a regular pro level roster that they're going to be uh nice additions and and probably in the NHL sooner rather than later and and uh so that's yeah the future for the Golden Knights is certainly uh is certainly bright and uh I think that's one thing this 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 organization was kind of focused on from the beginning was developing prospects. That was, you know, we go back to the expansion draft and one of the things that they did so masterfully and talking about George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon and, and that whole team is, is to stock up draft picks, you know, taking other players or not, you know, working deals <laughs> with teams to take, to take draft picks for these first couple of seasons that they had. And they were able to, to do that. You know, they, they got a, uh, a Cody glass and they got, uh, you know, and, and some other players, and they haven't been able to keep keep all their top prospects from the beginning. But but uh, Cody Glass is somebody they drafted right from the very first draft in history, and he's one of their regular guys in the lineup now. Is he's trying to, you know, have a good good regular uh, play and and consistent play and stuff, and he's 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 performing pretty good. So that just shows you, you know, and these other players that are coming up, uh, they're looking hard at them, and it's going to be it's going to be. Uh, the future is bright for the for the Golden Knights organization, so they're going to be a competitive team for a while. You know, these other teams they go through cycles where they rebuild and rebuild, and it takes several years before they can kind of maybe get back to a a winning level. But uh, for the Golden Knights, I, I don't know when that if there are, I'm sure there'll become a time when that happens, but I don't know when if that'll ever happen where they will have a lower <laughs> where they and we should assure fans it probably will happen at some point. I mean, we've been so spoiled the first few years here in Vegas with with the Golden Knights and the success that they've had, but um, but. How, but if it doesn't happen, then you know who's going to complain, right? Except <laughs> so maybe the other thirty teams well, that are yeah. are not in, their, in the Golden Knights <laughs> position. But well, who cares about the, that? And, and the thing about that, Stephen, is the fact that uh, it's all got to do with good drafting. If you don't miss on a lot of players in your draft, you can keep and continually restock your team. And we're seeing that right now with Henderson, right? That the guys that are in Henderson. Uh, I'm talking about the Gage Quinnies. I'm talking about yeah. the Jack Dugans. Uh, the goaltender and, and uh, Logan Thompson, uh, Jimmy Schultz. I mean, go down yeah. the list of all the players that they have there that are going to eventually be able to make it up to uh, the next level. Well, now, and, and and also, too, Scott, it's, it's also important to note, too, that you have these p- prospects, and, and you can – it's 
you get these high quality prospects and then it comes about you know do you try to get them going or do you use them to work bigger trades which which the golden knights did do some of that too you know that's how they got probably how they got patch and and mark stones you know they made these big these made these big deals at the deadline and 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 being able to to do away with some of them so as much as you know they like to keep all their prospects in, in reality with any team that doesn't always happen but you know that look at uh, Suzuki. He he was one somebody they were high on, and that was part of the deal to get Pacioretty. They send Suzuki to Montreal. Now, Suzuki's doing well with the Canadians, so he's doing well. And of course, Pacioretty's doing well here in in Vegas. So it's you, you can also use those prospects to to make those big to make those big trades to get some of those uh those high uh those high uh, prized players in the in the big de- in the trade deadline or or whenever. So that's another thing too. So it's important to have have those prospects too. To, to groom and to hopefully have maybe a spot on the team in the future, but also to use them for uh, collateral, I guess, so to speak, to to um, get some of these. It's an asset, Stephen. Assets, assets, yeah. Assets, assets exactly. Assets. Okay. Um, I don't know where you are in your, your travels yet, but if you want, we can take a quick break and uh, hear from some of our partners, and we can come back and, and uh, jump into the Henderson Silver Knights versus the uh, Colorado Eagles. I know you had a chance to see uh, two of the three games. Uh, this week up in Vegas, and I want to get your opinion on what you saw. So uh, let's take a quick break, and you can come yep. back on whenever you're ready. That sounds good. I'm about to pull them home, so you give me about five minutes. I will be ready to go again. So, yeah, take some breaks. That's a good idea. All right, sounds good. All right, folks, we'll be right back and uh, talk Henderson Silver Knights and Golden Eagles here in just a few minutes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone, but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to behind-the-mask hockey shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or behindthemask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user, and the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player 
how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. the mask we know that players are always messing with their equipment and players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season that doesn't mean you're good for the year make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com whether it's an extra mouth guard wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the beautiful D Las Vegas Hotel and Casino, downtown Las Vegas. Scott Strandy joining you, as always, on Monday night. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. Um, from uh, right now, not so beautiful Loveland, Colorado. I don't know if you can hear through my microphone, but the wind is howling. I am on the fourth floor of the uh, Wingate Loveland, and uh, what a glorious sight of the mountains when there's no clouds, but <clears throat> we are getting a storm front moving in. Um, to tell you how it is, it's going to go from 72 today and sunny to uh, cloudy snow and 36 tomorrow, so... Uh, as I get ready to head out back to Arizona, I'm flying this time, folks. Um, I'm planning on getting to the airport just a little bit earlier because uh, who knows with uh, this kind of weather on the front range. But, okay, we're here to talk uh, professional hockey. We've been talking NHL. We've been talking about um, the uh, AHL teams and their schedules and what's going on. But an absolutely huge uh, game or actually three-game series in the Orleans arena last week that I wasn't unfortunately able to be at because I was on my way to Colorado, but, uh, Stephen Marsh was there. Uh, he saw what happened. He saw the, uh, the Wednesday night game was the first home loss, uh, for the silver Knights uh, since they came into existence. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to say, but, uh, it's a fact. And, uh, the uh, game was won by, uh, the uh, Colorado Eagles, with uh, former UMD Bulldog Hunter Miska and goal. Hunter had just been returned to the AHL from the uh, Avalanche uh, when they made the trade for Jonas Johansson. And uh, Hunter stopped the uh, streak, if you will. Now, Henderson came back, though, and it wasn't easy, but they got two wins on Friday and Saturday. I don't know. Steven, are you back with me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Don't sound so enthusiastic. You just drove, worked all day, drove home. 
Yeah, but it's you always okay? yeah, but we're talking hockey. That's that's always a good thing. <laughs> I hear you. I but you're you. right. But you're right. I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah, the silver the silver knights. Uh, it was a very uh, it was a very bruising series. I mean, if you it was very. I mean, it's kind of like the same, I guess, with Vegas and Colorado, uh, the Golden Knights. But uh, it's this was a this was a very t tough series because of the way the, the games went down. I mean, the, the Silver Knights got a big lead on on Friday, and uh, then they they had to kind of hang on because Colorado was making the push and made it close, and then they were able to hang on, and then and then Saturday they get down two nothing, and then they have a an outburst in the second period in Saturday's game, and then had to hang on. So. Walking. You, you want me to give you a break for a minute so you get in the house? <laughs> sure, let's be fine. Okay. All right, let me have, let me jump in and talk about what's going on with Vegas and the Kings right now, and the curse of the gold helmets is back, Stephen. So uh, <laughs> um, uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. You go in, get yourself settled in a little bit, and jump back on when you're comfortable, okay? All right, so we've got Stephen coming back on in just a minute. Uh, when you do something live, folks, you just never know what you're going to have. But uh, right now, as I sit in my uh, hotel room here in Loveland, the wind is howling, but I've got the avalanche and the ducks on on my TV in the hotel. On my laptop, I'm looking at the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings, which, by the way, the uh, as I joked with Stephen about, the curse of the gold helmets is back because um, – the Kings jumped out to a 1-0 lead with uh, just one minute gone in the, in the opening period. So, I don't know. Those helmets might have to go away at some point if Steven has his way. But um, So, that's what's going on in the NHL. But Colorado, and I want to tie this into where I'm at, uh, the event center, the Budweiser Event Center is where they held the NCAA West Regional. That's also the home of the Colorado Eagles. And uh, that's the first time I was able to get inside there. I was supposed to see a game there three weeks ago, and it was uh, COVID protocol out, so I never got to uh, go in there and see the AHL game. But uh, what a fantastic facility, and a big shout-out to them for the job that they did, keeping everybody safe and spaced out. There wasn't a lot of people there. I joked uh, that maybe there was 200 people total between the players uh, the parents, the media people, the people working the, the building, um, because that they were just that strict on protocols. But what a fantastic facility. If you ever get to Loveland, Colorado, and you, you want to watch a hockey game, get in there and, uh, and watch some great AHL action at the Budweiser Event Center in Loveland, Colorado, right off of I-25, about uh, 55, 56 miles north of the Den Denver Metroplex. Um I will also tell you, if you're looking for a Lyft or a Uber or any sort of ride share at night, um, think again, because, because it's not there. Um, Stephen, Stephen will tell you my experience Saturday night. Uh, I figured, you know, there's, there's Lyfts and Ubers all over the place, so I didn't too worried about it. But I uh, left, got outside the building, locked myself outside the building because everybody else was gone. My Uber that I had scheduled canceled. Uh, I couldn't get a Lyft or another Uber. So 1130 at night, I was beginning my trek through the, uh, the dark streets uh, of, <laughs> of Loveland, Colorado, walking my way three and a half miles back to my hotel. So um, my good friend Stephen joined me on the phone to keep me <laughs> company as I was making my walk. And 
uh, that that's how we did it. Make sure that make sure nobody uh, took <laughs> snatched you up or anything. <laughs> as 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 Terry said, uh, I almost became a, a Dateline Colorado special as I uh, hiked down the street, but. Uh, I will that's not the also. that's not the kind of publicity we want for the website, Scott. We don't want <laughs> that's not exactly. But I, we want I we want us. we want people to know about us, but we don't want it to know for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how good it turned out, though, Stephen. Because as you were talking to me and I was walking and I completed uh, about two and a half miles, had a mile to go. Uh, a gentleman pulled up that was off-duty Uber driver, <laughs> and uh, he rolled his window down and he said, "Hey." I see you got a backpack on. I think, I, I think that's not normal for here. So, do you need a ride? And I said, sure. <laughs> and like he normally wouldn't say sure, but I saw the Uber sticker and I thought, you know, it seemed like a nice guy. And I was only going a mile, and I had Stephen on the phone, so I uh, I got in with them, and he got me the last mile. And uh, as courteous as he was, he said, uh, if you ever need another ride here, uh, here's my phone number. Just call me. So I'm going like, well. I was going to be here another couple of days. I may need a ride. So the gentleman's name is Phil. Uh, he, uh, he came and picked me up last night, brought me home again. Uh, he's going to take me to the airport tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, good things happen, even in bad situations. But, Stephen, thank you for hanging on the phone with me because uh, I just wanted people to know where I was. It was cold. It was a hard walk. Uh, and, uh, and we made it together, my friend. Yeah, no, I glad that glad that worked out for you. I was when you told me that you were doing that, I was thinking, wow. <laughs> but you know, that just shows you the dedication <laughs> that you have to to that you rather the the trek in that kind of in that kind of uh, condition Steven, with your with your backpack and everything. Don't give me the accolades because I didn't have a choice. <laughs> it was either that or <laughs> sleep outside. Uh, so I looked on my phone, and what's cool about the iPhone is you can put your map on. It tells you walking biking whatever how long it's going to take you approximately and i could see it said an hour and 12 minutes and i thought well it's cold it's downhill um i can do it i can do an hour and 12 minutes but boy i'll tell you i was never so thankful to see phil pull up it after i was uh, two and a half miles into it because it was getting a little rugged anyway let's get back to the uh, henderson silver knights and the colorado eagles as i said i was in their barn if you will and uh, what a great facility. I mean, it, it's beautiful. It, it's, uh, it's very similar, I, I think, Stephen, to the Prescott Valley Arena, the Finlay Toyota Center up in Prescott Valley. Um, the luxury boxes all around. I think it'll be similar to what uh, the Henderson Silver Knights are going to get for their own home and as far as capacity-wise. But uh, very well-maintained and, and very well-branded. Um, by the uh, Colorado Eagles. So I'll give them a shout out for that right off the get go. But you tell me what you saw Friday and Saturday because the games were close, but it was a strange close, wasn't it? It was. And, and the two, one thing that, that stuck out to me is in both of the games, Friday and Saturday, a player had to be helped off the ice because they took a puck off the, the foot. A Friday night, it was Pavel Dorfeev. And then Saturday, it was Jake Bischoff. His Bischoff was trying to a block a shot or get his you know get his body in the blocking the eagle shot the puck went off of his uh his foot there and he had to be helped off the ice and and it sounds like both will be okay but it just goes to show you what what these players will do to to help get their keep their teams in it 
in these games. And and uh, I'll tell you what, that Saturday game was was really interesting because Colorado ended up getting 19 shots in that third period, and they were only able to get the one goal as as Thompson was back in net on Saturday. But Friday, you saw the debut of Patera. He got to start in net there for the Silver Knights. And y- Yuri he gave, Patera, right? Yuri Patera, that's right. Okay. And he gave up four four goals, but he also made some really good saves too to, to keep the team in it. So um, it was good to see him get a get an opportunity to to start. And again, this is a, a situation where the Silver Knights lost on Wednesday, first time they've lost at home. They had a couple of days, they bounced back, and they went Friday and Saturday. And they, and when you have these kind of series like this in the in the American Hockey League, and this with this season with this way the schedule, and, and Manny Vivos has said this, the head coach of the Silver Knights, you almost kind of treat these as like a little mini playoff series, best of three kind of thing, where, you know, you you have these these three games, and and Vegas lost the first game, Colorado won the second game, and so the third game was kind of like a rubber match kind of thing, and so taking two of three was was certainly uh, favorable for the for the Silver Knights, and but. I also asked too what where they thought Colorado ranked in the teams that they've played because, you know, it's 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 you look at the standings of some of these or the records of some of these teams, and it, it can be a little bit deceiving because some of these records may not you look at them and say oh this team's not very good but the teams some of these teams are a lot better than their records indicate and Colorado you know they're right around 500 but they're they're a really good team and and they, and I think they they feel that Colorado is probably the best team that they have played. So far this season, they've played every team except for uh, for Tucson, which they're going to do this week in Tucson. So they're going to get their look at the Roadrunners for the first time. But but otherwise, they've played every team in the division uh, one time, this, uh, at least once this season. So Colorado's a good team. And I, I think, again, it goes back to Vegas and Golden Knights. I think Silver Knights and the Eagles, it's going to be it's going to be a good uh, going to be in a good mix of what happens. You know, just a matter of who stays healthy and who gets called up and who, who gets moved around because the, the Eagles have had to deal with that. And the Golden, obviously the Silver Knights have had to deal a little bit more of that. Probably Colorado a little bit more, I guess. Although Silver, Silver Knights have had some call-ups too, but it hasn't really affected them. So, um, But yeah, it was a good good game. And uh, and uh, it's it's good to see that they, they were able to pull it off. Uh, and and the Eagles are going to be right there too. So that's... You know, they got to play them five times out of six. You know, they were supposed to play six, but obviously one of those games got postponed. And I don't know if they're planning on making it up. I don't think they are. So I think it's just going to be the end of the regular season matchups for those two teams. So. Well, and you, you said that um, coming into it, Stephen, you said the uh, um, the uh, that was going to be a big series. And uh, talking about the uh, Henderson Silver Knights now going to Tucson, for this week, it'll be a Wednesday and a Friday-Saturday game down there. I'm still hoping to get in. I know they've got some protocol issues. I've asked uh, to get in and have not yet been uh, approved to get in. So I don't know if, I, if I'm going to get there or not. I'd like to get in there and see Steve Sullivan's team. But um, as I started the show, Stephen, you probably didn't hear me say this, but what's happened is in the NHL, it's so dependent on what's happening at your NHL team, too. And for Steve Poppin and the Tucson Roadrunners, They've kind of been in a tailspin because some of their best players, including their their uh, goaltender Ivan Prostovov, is uh, up with the big club now. So it's kind of a double-edged sword for the AHL, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and and it's 
that's how, how it is in the AHL. I mean, you know, winning is certainly a, a part of the AHL and you want to win, but it's also about development too and making sure you, you, you get players a chance to play and to get in there. So that's, I think that's why a lot of times you see a lot of shuffling of the lineups. You give players an opportunity to play instead of having the, you know, you try to mix things up and obviously you get players that are coming and going. And even this season more than, than in normal seasons because of the, of the taxi squad being a thing with the COVID season and everything. And, and so it's, uh, it's about development too. So as important it is that you want to win and, and you like to win a championship at the AHL level, um, it's also about making sure your players get developed because the, you know, their goal, ultimate goal is to make the NHL roster. So that, that's a part of it too. So. Yeah, really, really, really good points. So, uh, um, we'll kind of close things up tonight by, um, uh, talking just a little bit about, uh, what's, what's ahead. And I, I went over the schedule earlier. I talked about it's a big week for the NHL and the uh, Honda West division. It's even a bigger week for the, uh, the AHL, if you will, because things, uh, can get tight right now. Henderson's got a pretty nice commanding lead, but you just never know because of the call-up situation. So uh, it's going to be fun hockey. Um, this time of year, Stephen, the, the, the uh, things are heating up in the NHL and the AHL, but in our business, the NCAA and the upcoming ACHA National Tournament, it's tournament time for those guys right now. And I saw it this weekend, and we have our Frozen Four uh, participants. We have UMass and then three teams from Minnesota. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that Minnesota thing. Yeah, three teams from Minnesota, so go figure. Uh, yeah, what a what a connection. The way it's set up, that obviously means there'll be a one team from Minnesota in the final. So uh, congratulations to UMass and to St. Cloud State, to Minnesota State making their first ever appearance in the uh, Frozen Four, and also, of course, to the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs that won a five-overtime thriller on Saturday night. To, uh, to beat North Dakota and get into the tournament. So thank you, my friend, for stepping in. As you always do when I call, you're able to, to jump on and, and help me out, and I appreciate that. And Sorry if I was a little scrambled here. I I didn't have all my usual notes and facts in front of me. I'm just kind of... Not bad. Not bad, though. Not bad. Uh, you have a good memory for this stuff, so uh, no problem with that. I'll let you know that uh, tomorrow night is another College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and going to be exciting because we're in tournament time as i said and wednesday night Stephen, you and i will be visiting with the coach of the colorado buffaloes benny taller that ought to be on, that ought to be exciting to have him have him on the show for the first time and kind of get a pulse of of their team and and what it's been like the last year or so with with their team and and uh and obviously what what they're hoping for for the upcoming season uh in this uh upcoming yeah upcoming season coming up post-COVID here, so we'll hope uh be nice to have him on and, and be able to talk with him. And I'll, I'll round it up by saying this. Henderson Silver Knights, you rock those silver shiny helmets. The Vegas Golden Knights still down one nothing to the Kings in those beautiful gold helmets. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's your opinion, at least. Um, they did get a win. They did get a win. And a, they did get, yeah, and the owner, That's which, which is the only one that really matters, I guess. Um, but they uh, they did get a win in them, but uh, but yeah, they still have I think a losing record in them, or maybe they maybe they've evened it up. But uh, you know, that, here's what I want to know: is when are they going to try it with the gold jerseys, or they just realize that's too much gold? But do they really think that that's too much gold? I'm not sure. But 
Um, can you really have too much gold, Mr. Foley? I don't uh, think you can, right? It doesn't seem like it's in their nature. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen Marsh, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks, to everybody, for listening on the Podbean app and download this tomorrow and uh, continue to listen to us as we own the Quad Pod of Hockey Podcast, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, live on the Podbean app, Sunday through Wednesday. We'll say goodnight, folks, with little Roger Klein, the Peacemaker, De Niro.